Good morning. It is Monday, August the 28th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Let's begin the day and the week in a prayer of consecration. Wake up, sleeper. Rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a living sacrifice to you. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today's entry is entitled, Still Day One. And our text is Acts chapter 3, verses 1 to 6. Hear now the word of the Lord. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer, at three in the afternoon. Now, a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, Look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, Silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. The word of the Lord. Now consider this. A year or so ago, I wrote a series on the wake up call called Still Day One Living in the Day After the Day of Pentecost. I want you to get that series now turned book. Why? Most of that series centered around this stunning encounter at the gate called Beautiful with this exchange between Peter and John and the lame beggar. There is so much going on here, and I want to delve into all of it, but just don't have the luxury in this series to do so. It was life-changing for many of us, especially me. Pick it up at page 36 and read through at least around 104. We're standing on the precipice of the day after the day of Pentecost. If the day of Pentecost means what we think it means, and I think we've hardly scratched the surface of it, many things should be quite different about our present day experience of God church, kingdom, and world. Part of our problem is we have developed much of our understanding of the Holy Spirit 
through human experience with an attempt to substantiate it through the story of the Acts of the Apostles. What is needed is a much deeper understanding of the Holy Spirit anchored in the person, teaching, and work of Jesus of Nazareth, the Messiah, the Lord of heaven and earth. It is as though we read the Gospels, say, thank you, Jesus, and with the coming of the Holy Spirit, we say, we'll take it from here. After all, consider the uninspired title of the document, The Acts of the Apostles. I was taught and used to think it should be called The Acts of the Holy Spirit. I am now beginning only to understand the book is about the acts of Jesus in and through the church he is building. Go back to Luke's opening words in chapter 1. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach. Luke 1.1 1, 1. The operative word, of course, is began. It was as though Luke were saying, I'm about to tell you what Jesus has been up to since he ascended into heaven. The challenge we face now is how far we seem to be away from the day of Pentecost all these centuries later. Hence my title, Still Day One. We cannot longingly pine for the church of the first century, as though those were the good old days. We are not in need of a first century church in the 21st century. What we desperately need in the 21st century are first-generation Christians, still day one Christians. And speaking of Jesus, I want us to remember something he said as he was preparing us for his ascension. John 14, 12. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. Before we even crack the seal of Acts chapter 3, we need to take a step back and ask a piercing question of each other and ourselves. Do we believe these words, this promise, of Jesus. Personally, I have reached a point in my life and faith where I am convinced one of three things are possible concerning this question. Number one, it's not true. Or number two, I don't believe it. Or number three, I am not getting it, or don't understand it. I've come to the conclusion that the issue for me is number three. I'm just not understanding properly. I'm missing the point somewhere. Something is inferior about my understanding 
my character, my faith, or some combination of all of the above. It's why I write you every day. I'm trying to get it. Buckle in. This week will be challenging and stretching. Let's pray for each other. The Prayer of Transformation Lord Jesus, I am your witness. I receive your righteousness and release my sinfulness. I receive your wholeness and release my brokenness. I receive your fullness and release my emptiness. I receive your peace and release my anxiety. I receive your joy and release my despair. I receive your healing and release my sickness. I receive your love and release my selfishness. Come Holy Spirit and transform my heart, mind, soul, and strength so that my consecration becomes your demonstration, that our lives become your sanctuary for the glory of God our Father. Amen. The question, do we believe these words, this promise, John 14, 12 of Jesus, greater things will you do than I because I go to the Father? So then where do you come down? Number one, number two, number three, it's not true, I don't believe it, or I'm not getting it. I hear tell and see on the Facebook group that lots of you are wearing in your Acts journals. It delights my heart to see. Give the question a run there in your journal today. And for our hymn, today we're going to sing hymn number three, Praise to the Lord the Almighty. Hymn number three in our seedbed hymnal, our great Redeemer's praise. We're going to sing all four verses. I'm sitting up straight. I'm taking deep breaths. We're going to go for it. You ready? Up tempo. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. O my soul, praise him, for he is thy health and salvation. All ye who hear, now to his temple draw near. Join me in glad adoration. Praise to the Lord, who o'er all things so wondrously reigneth, shelters thee under his wings, yea, so gently sustaineth. Hast thou not seen how thy desires e'er have been? Granted in what he ordaineth. Praise to the Lord who doth prosper thy work and defend thee. 
Surely his goodness and mercy here daily attend thee. Ponder anew what the Almighty can do if with his love he befriend thee. Praise to the Lord, O let all that is in me adore him. All that hath life and breath come now with praises before him. Let the Amen sound from his people again. Gladly for I we adore him. Amen. What a hymn. This is six the the, the words go all the way back to 1680, 17th century. What a work of a hymn. I love that. Ponder anew what the Almighty can do. If with his love he befriend thee. That's what I'm believing, that his love, with his love, he's befriending me and he's befriending you. And it's now our invitation to ponder anew. And then, oh, let all that is in me adore him. Well, it is Monday, gang, and we've got a lot ahead of us this week. I uh, Last week, I meant to tell you this ahead of time, and I'm trying to get better about this when I'm going somewhere to let people know who may live in the area could come out and be part of what we're doing. I was in Madison, Mississippi last week at the uh, First Methodist Church. Also went down to Brandon, Mississippi, met with a number of pastors and leaders. Really a good time of encouragement. And then I'm going back to Kentucky this week. We've got some meetings up there. We're having our six-month meeting out, six months out from the outpouring that we participated in back in February in Wilmore, Kentucky at Asbury University. A lot of the kind of core leadership team is getting together to compare notes, talk about what we've seen and heard, where we've been, what's been unfolding. Pray for us in that. And I'll get to see my two sons, David and Sam, in Wilmore. I think I I go up on Wednesday evening and come back on Saturday. And also, I'm preaching now every Sunday. I think I'm going to be nine Sundays deep here by the end of this week. And we've just started. We've got a camera in place, and we're live streaming, and we're going to be putting those sermons online. So one one place I know you'll be able to see that link would be my own website, jdwalt.com. We'll be posting there. We'll figure out a way to post maybe on YouTube with Seedbed. They'll let us do that. Anyway. For what it's worth, right? Maybe you've heard enough sermons, and certainly you probably heard enough of me (laughs) every every morning. 
We're meeting with Jesus together every morning. And guys, it's a great joy of my life to get to to be with you, to do this with you. And increasingly, everywhere I go, I meet people who say, man, I'm with you every day. I'm listening. I'm singing. I'm praying. Guys, we need awakening. We need awakening. We need awakening. So get your seeds. You're sowing the seeds of awakening. The seeds you're sowing for a great awakening this week. Everywhere you go with everyone you meet, I'll be looking for you out there on the field. For the awakening, I am J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend, leave us a rating, and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall. 